Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, AfterBuzzers, thank you so much for tuning in to another Big Little Lies After Show here at AfterBuzz TV. If you haven't noticed, I am sitting next to uh, Saxon Banks, a.k.a. Stephen Graybell. So it is going to be a really, really exciting show, so please stay tuned. You're tuning in to the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hello again, After Buzzers. We are opening up with the Elvis song that Ed was so creepily dancing to at the beginning of this episode. But we love it. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. I am your host, Sam Davidson. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at SamD43. And we're going to be talking about Season 1, Episode 4, titled Push Comes to Shove. We have, again, special guest, Stephen Graybill. Thank you so much for being here. Oh my God, Yay! thank you for having me. This is incredible. so mysterious. This is a completely yes. new experience. Yeah, today. mysterious, it. a little bit scary, but, yeah. you know... <laughs> Not a, a lot of this. Not real. Yeah. Don't believe what <laughs> right. you hear, guys. Don't believe what you hear. It's all with a grain of salt. So for everyone on the interweb, where can they find you on social media? Um, well, basically, uh, any social media, my name is Stephen Graybill. Is S T E P H E N, no V. It's a pretty action. good name. Love the V's. And is it gray Stephen with an Classen. A or E? like Playbill. Industry oh, friendly. so easy. I like yeah. it. That's okay, cute. there you go. All right, and then but I have all these... the social media. Oh, that's what yeah, I'm of course. Thinking. And you guys, he's been tweeting, Instagramming. Yes. Yes. Like, yes. we're so excited to have him. A so. bit too much. But yes. No, it's yeah. perfect. Thank you for coming here. So, <laughs> ladies, where can we find you guys? Well, you can find me at Raquel Harris TV on all social media. My name is Raquel, by the way, if you did not know. Hey, guys, I'm Jesse Zander. You can find me on all social media at Athletic. And guys, Ryan can't be here this week, but we have Steven here, which is absolutely perfect. I'm yes. stepping in. I'm yeah. Right, as the mill. Yeah. Yeah. No, he is our very special guest. I'm super yeah. stoked to have you. Me too. Yes. Me too. Absolutely. I'm Absolutely. excited to be here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he gave us so many compliments on our studio. I was like, yeah. It's amazing. It was incredible. I had no idea what I was walking into. This is really impressive. It's another There's like so world. many cameras all over the place. I, don't yes. know where to, I guess I only look here <laughs> right. and then also maybe there. Yes, yes. and then you can just them. look at us, you know? Just look at our beautiful faces. <laughs> of course. I mean, why exactly. would I want to look over here? Aww. So tell me a little bit about your experience with the show before we start breaking it down. How did um, you get cast, and what was your experience with the books? Oh, well, the books, I actually did not read the books before I booked the show. Um, when I booked the show, then I started, obviously, I wanted to do some backstory, started to read about um, who Saxon Banks was and all the character, and obviously get to know the world that they had all created, that uh, Leanne had created. Right. So then I read the book, um, did the audiobook, because I record audiobooks, so wanted to do the audiobook, and uh, shout out to my people. Hey. In, in a sense. Yeah. Um, support the industry. So I listened to the book, and the book is incredible. Um, but. I didn't. I, I didn't realize I would like the book as much as I did, and I thought it was really, really great. But in the book, Saxon Banks is, is not really. If you've read the book, you know that Saxon Banks is not really talk. He's talked of, and he's like an element, an idea right. of, of a person. He's not. You never meet him. Right. So in the series, 
which was kind of confusing and exciting in a way because as an actor you get like a little bit of creative choice but I had never worked with any of the people on the set like Shailene who I did work with and uh, Jean-Marc and everybody who wrote it and whatnot and David E. Kelly obviously and we have coffee every now and again yeah. I've never oh, worked with him you know that's yeah. so cool I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. I've never <laughs> he, met him before. He's a wonderful <laughs> guy, though, and I love his writing. Yeah. But, well, I actually wanted to know how was it um, working with uh, Reese Witherspoon, like a, such a big star cast? Because I had read that you kind of felt like, or you thought that they were going to be standoffish, but they ended up not being that way. Yeah, uh, everybody was super welcoming and open, and in a way, like you're walking into a set that, I mean, on TV, this is an unprecedented cast, I think, mm-hmm. where like everybody is an A-list film yes. star. Yes. And so you walk in and you never know how big personalities are going to be. I mean, you never know how any actors are going to be because when you're right. vulnerable, you get very defensive. You get you can you can be kind of standoffish and defensive and quiet, and you mm-hmm. never know how to interact with people. Um, so I didn't know how you know big personalities are going to be, and obviously that you're they're huge names. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But everybody was very welcoming. The whole set was very open, was very uh, welcoming, and like. We did a lot of improv, and Jean-Marc was very open to that, and he does Available Light, which I've talked a lot about with people. Uh, he does Available Light, so there's no change in lighting settings. What does that so mean, Available Light? So Available Light is um, whatever light comes in from the sun, basically. Okay, that's really um, so natural light, yeah. Natural lighting mm-hmm. is, is, is the, basically what, right. what a lot of people say. So in film, not to talk down to anybody who knows, obviously we're in Los Angeles, so no, a lot of people yeah. let's explain yeah. it to everybody, though. So, yeah. so in film, setups <laughs> are when, One-on-one. Um, one. Exactly. You have a two-shot. Um, in film, the lighting setups is really what takes the most amount of time, mm-hmm. Especially depending on how you're going to shoot it. And John Mark does a lot of experiential shooting, does a lot of, like... He gets in the head of the character that's in the scene, as you know from the series, if you watched it. Even the opening shot was like everything was quiet, and you saw some lights, and he does a great job of that, like his movie Demolition, and then also uh, when he worked with Reese, and it is escaping me. Oh, that's cool. Wild. Wild. Okay. Um, when he, when oh, he did Wild yeah. with her, yeah, very wild. much. He does that, uh, that kind of like, he uses all the senses. And he yeah. Uses that. yeah. So, um, so the great. lighting setups take the most amount of time, and that can take, depending on how you want to shoot it, that can take anywhere from 30 minutes, that can take three hours, mm. depending on how specific you want to get, how, like, uh, almost Hitchcockian in a way. Hitchcock yeah. was very, from what I understand, was very um, controlling of the environment of the films that he was shooting, yeah. which gives, which is really, like, a friend of mine, Alex Merkin, does that. He's an incredible filmmaker, and he just does all these, he's just really... Um, hands-on. Hands-on, very specific. He knows what like what, what he likes. Thrillers lend themselves to that, mm-hmm. because you can do really incredible lighting setups. Um, he, he does a lot of that kind of stuff. So yeah. lighting setups can take a longer time. And it definitely does lend a psychological kind of uh, yeah. tone to the show, which yeah, is perfect for this go. show. Yeah, exactly. But he does, uh, Jean-Marc does available light, or mm. natural light. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so the setups are really fast. So instead of shooting for eight hours and getting whatever, 17 takes or something like right. that. We shot for six hours, eight hours, I can't quite remember, and we got like 50 takes, and just back to back to back to back to back. That's so awesome. It was amazing. It was amazing. Because typically, like, when you're on set, you're on there for, like, at least, like, an all-day. It's an all-day thing, so you got It really depends. Sometimes you can walk in and just shoot for three hours and be done, right. especially in TV, because you right. never know. Yeah. TV, smaller, ancillary characters that mm-hmm. fill out the world can be, you know, really fast, three hours, you're done, you're out, and you're, mm-hmm. you're gone, and you're... you're it, depending on what show you're on. But he really loves to flesh out the world. I'm sure, obviously, it was a very important character to the storyline and a character that you and I talked about that 
is not in the book, so mm-hmm. you don't meet them. So it's a very precious moment and all this kinds of stuff. So you wanted to like uh, it was very important. Yeah, highlight it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Well, let's get into talking about tonight's episode. I'm going to start like I usually do, breaking it down by character. So we have Madeline, who is going through this crappy thing with her daughter, Abby, and she's leaving, and I just want to talk about Ed. Okay, mm. so um, I was in denial last week when one of you guys said that Ed was being creepy. I was oh, like, yeah, well, he was wasn't, he wasn't creepy in the books. He, wasn't, mm-hmm. he was fine. But um, he's officially creepy. Yeah. And this yeah. is the first time that I was like, okay, the show is taking its own liberties and is expanding on something mm-hmm. that was yeah. was not there. And for just, sure, for sure. Yeah. And just so everybody knows, it was Ryan that actually said it was um, he was a little creeper. Yeah. So, and, and I felt the same way, like, when I when they were all watching Bonnie. Like, I was like, there's just something, it's just off. Yeah. And, and in particular with Bonnie. Like, because she is the little, she's younger, she's more vibrant, she's kind of open to different things, she's mm-hmm. a little hippie-ish. So I kind of feel like people probably gravitate towards her energy because she's just so opposite from the rest of the cast. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and it's it's unfortunate because that opening scene with, with Elvis and all that, it's like he's such a great dad, he's such <laughs> mm-hmm. a great person to be around, but then, like Ryan had mentioned, you have to have a character flaw, so this may be it. So, I'm interested to see more, but it sucks because I was so team Ed. Yeah, it was weird with Bonnie and, like, the thing that he said to her, something about, like, women sweating, and then, like, he checked out that girl when she was oh, yeah. sleeping. Yeah. Was like, no, that ass, ass check like out. You. When he yeah. checked out that girl's ass, that's when I was like, it's finished. Do see, you think dude, this is a man thing? No wrong. It's, <laughs> yeah. Can't look at other girls. But is, see, is that a man thing, though? See, yeah. No. I mean, okay, Steven, is it a man thing? Uh, come on. Okay. <laughs> yeah, if you're I'll be the, the man's voice yes. here. Uh, perhaps unfairly. <laughs> but, well, that, that's my question. Like, would If you, okay, so if you're in a relationship... Yeah. And married with a kid. Okay, fine. Where we're gonna put you exactly in the situation. Well, let's be fair. Are any of us married with a kid? I am no, no. but we do have partners. Significant yeah. others. Yeah, significant others. Yeah. I sure. don't. Okay, uh, fair. Yeah. <laughs> On the market. There Just we go. Just throwing it out there. So you're married with a kid, and you go and you talk to. Um, the, the person that you you're not well uh, you to go and talk to Bonnie we'll just sure, put you yeah. in the situation yeah and is it Zoe okay? Kravitz I mean yeah, so, yeah right mm. so is it okay or we can even just take it all the way out if you're married with a kid is it okay to look at women at all of course it is yeah. like well, in, in, a, in a sexual way I'm gonna be sensitive to the way I answer this because if we're <laughs> painting the picture that we just saw in the episode right um, I think. There's a lot of story elements that I wanted to talk about, and I'm happy to answer that question. Mm -hmm. The story elements, I think everybody needs to be creepy in this series because you don't know who the killer is. Mm -hmm. And you know someone died, and that's the name of the And you also don't know who died. Right. Right. So you don't know who. They have to keep the illusions alive, so to speak. Very true. So that would be my defense for that. (laughs) But look at everybody. Everybody's creepy in their own way. Yeah. Everybody has their own little peccadilloes and their own little, like, crazy elements or whatever. For sure. In a relationship... No, I mean I'm I'm my father was a minister. I'm a very like I was brought up by like a pious guy, so I believe in like you know the meat and potatoes, lovely mold of a family. However, yeah, Yeah. uh, absolutely monogamous. Mm -hmm. That's definitely the, in my opinion, the only way to be. I don't, but I don't know. As you grow older, everybody, everybody, we're human. Yeah, you know what absolutely. I mean? That's what, like, absolutely. I'm sensitive to that because there's a lot of people that just don't believe that. Right. But I think that people are human, and what I love about the show is that it's showing the human elements of people yes. when you're really in is. a monogamous relationship and things 
you guys have significant others. And have you ever had a difficulty in the relationship? Obviously, this is not mm-hmm. the like dating shows. So we don't need to talk about your <laughs> right. specific hey. problems. She, no, Sam throws questions at us all the time that are like personal. So I mean, and then like you'd ask us like, who's single and who's not single on the panel? So no, go go right. But in. then, yeah. but then the question is, when you guys have a fight, because obviously in that, if put us in that scenario, mm-hmm. tell me if I'm getting off topic. Nope. Um, put us in that scenario. They're they're in the middle of a fight. Ed doesn't know what's going on, but he knows something's going on with his wife, and he's not sure. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, some emotional distance that he's feeling. Mm-hmm. If anybody's been in a relationship, you know that feeling. It feels weird. It feels awkward. And you ask the person, hey, what's going on? And they're like, no, nothing's fine. Nothing's going yeah, on. Yeah, it's when you put on an Elvis suit, you know, and start singing. Yeah, the Elvis right. thing was, <laughs> what, was weird. Actually, then the Elvis there are times weirder than the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> really? I thought that was so time? funny. Yeah, funny and adorable, right? Yeah. Wouldn't that be funny and adorable? Uh, if my husband, like, no. if I, because, like, okay, Madeline's dealing with the fact that her kid, her oldest child is leaving the house. And he's trying to, at least that's how I took it. Like, he's trying to cheer her up. Like, yeah, he's trying to make her that's happy. So. Yeah, so I mean, definitely I, shot in a weird way. I will not. Yeah, I will not deny yeah, that. yeah, for and sure. Blake brings out the creep a little bit. Yeah, for sure. but I mean, I guess I felt like, oh, like he's trying. Like yeah. he's he's yeah. not trying to. I mean, yes, he's weird, but I mean, he's also not straying too far from what a man would do when it comes to women. No offense to men, wait, but the typical wait, wait. man. Unpack that. What do you mean? In the sense of. Everyone's sexually attracted to people. You, everyone, like, if you see a beautiful girl, regardless if you're straight, gay, whatever, you know someone who's attractive. And you may look at them for a long period of time or longer than you should, whether or not you were in a relationship. So I feel like, not even, I won't even say just men. I think just as humans, we're sexual beings and we do that. And whether or not we want to, like, go after them or pursue them, but we, we do that. So I guess to me, when I saw that moment with Ed... It's yes, it was weird because it's so different from Ed's character and what we've seen yes. of Ed. And also, yes. yeah, and he also did two things because mm-hmm. he said, "You look great with sweat on your body," and he was yes. like, well, "That was weird." Yeah, and yeah. then he left and looked at a girl. Yes, so they're starting to paint a, a much darker picture. Exactly. What right. were you going to say? What weird did you add about Sam? Um, well, it was it was both of those things, but also the thing that you said, you know, the, the way it's shot, how it's honest with the, the light and stuff. I think the great thing about this show and about the book, it, it shines light on characters when they're not expecting it. It mm-hmm. shows their yeah. real kind of colors. Mm-hmm. And when you see in TV shows and movies, it's usually their best moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But here, it's their real moments. So you kind of have to take them with a grain of salt because when you live your everyday life... And if a light was shined on you, it might not always be pretty. Yeah, right. Good point. But yeah. exactly like how we see Bruce Witherspoon's, of course, Madeline's character with her partner in the show, uh, Avenue Q. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh yeah, the director. Which uh, okay, listen. Every week people get mad at me and people love me for it, but I'm I'm not going to give you spoilers. I just can't help myself. This was not in the book. Uh, the oh, Avenue Q. The Avenue Q was in the book, but the relationship the between the I two. I thought that. I thought I was like, I don't remember that being in the book. They added it. So, and I, I'm not like I think it's awesome. I love that they're adding layers to the show, mm-hmm. and that is one of them, yeah. which is really mm-hmm. cool because Madeline is imperfect, and it seems as though she has had a relationship with this man. Prior to when he kissed her, too, right? Mm-hmm. Which we kind yeah. of well, they they kind of let that go at the end of the episode, though, too. Yeah, I mean, we're just going to talk all about Madeline now, so we can talk about it. Um, that but was. Did, did you guys kind of feel that like coming on though? Because like in one of the earlier episodes, I was like, I wonder if they have like a thing. It so, was a vibe. Just it wasn't def- like shocking. No, it, well, I mean, yeah. the first time you I see agree. him, there's he's like walking out. He's at. Blue Blues, mm-hmm. yeah, and you see this like one shot, and like everybody's like, "Who is that guy? Who is that yeah, guy? Oh yeah. my god, he's so sexy!" Yeah, um, 
But like everybody, but you see him for five seconds. Yeah. And then yeah. He, he backs out. And then you don't see him for like three episodes or something. Mm-hmm. Like that. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I don't know if I'm close mm-hmm. enough to the mic for you. No, we, we hear you. Uh, <laughs> I love, I actually really love your commentary, Stephen. It's so amazing to kind of hear, you know. Your perspective. Your, yeah. your perspective oh, you. and yeah. all that. But with that being said, with the Madeline and her director, which I am just don't I don't remember his name because he wasn't that important to be in the beginning and now he is. But it's also the Bonnie and Nathan of it all, which is a very interesting dynamic. Nathan, um, oh, oh, he's, he's finally he's, turning into the asshole that you said he was. Like, I just, like I he's hate him. really. <laughs> yeah. They didn't even like the thing is. In the book, I know every time I say it, people are going to, like, punch me in the face on the internet. Well, th- thankfully they're not here. They can't. But they do in the comments. On the internet. <laughs> Virtually. Yeah. Punch her in the um, face. But Isn't the but rule of YouTube is you don't read the comments? Isn't that right? They, well, we like to chat know. about the show. I know. It's, I yes, can't you're good at it, though. You're freaking help myself. Um, <laughs> but in the book, like, they talked about him being a dick. It was talked about in the past how he left mm-hmm. Madeline and yeah. Abigail. But it wasn't... In, it wasn't actually present. He was nicer. Okay. And now he's drinking beer all the time, which is, I think, a symbolism of him kind of just being, I don't know, not caring or not there. I drink beer. I love beer. Everybody loves beer. But it has nothing to do with beer. But the fact that he keeps on drinking beer um, is something. I I think he's still bitter. I think he's very, very bitter. Like I feel like him... He probably and- drinks IPAs. I, yeah, see, and I love IPAs so much. <laughs> I have no idea. I've, IPAs are really bitter. Anyway, it's a joke. Oh, oh, oh yes. <laughs> She's like, levels, I levels of punditry. I was like, <laughs> horrible at puns. I don't I'm drink beer. No, the, my yeah. friend Brett does them incredibly well, and I try <laughs> and I fail every time. That's but no, continue. no, no. Teach me. I'm like, I'm getting filled in. I a should lot not of... teach you about puns. <laughs> no. I will teach you the layers. Of, like, anyway, continue. Continue. <laughs> no, your that's a, no. I mean. I don't even know what. what well, we okay. Yeah, yeah. Go yeah, back. So I derailed all of that. Yeah, so we were talking what about were you Nathan. Saying, Sam? Nathan, Nathan, you're right. Yeah. Right. He's oh, and how he's drinking beer all the time. Yes, and and, and I just feel what? like no, he's not. No. Ed is not nearly as bad as Nathan. Like, I Nathan have a is, feeling. No, no. I I think we are like reading in too far into this. I think I think it's similar to what you were saying earlier. Like the show has to kind of like I feel like throw twists here and there so you don't know what's going to happen at the end. Mm, yeah. I believe that Ed is good, but Nathan is. Like I, Nathan didn't bother me as much as he does now. Yeah. For some reason today, he just is bothering me. And that, did you guys ever watch Revenge? Like I think I've mm-hmm. asked you that now. Mm-hmm. So um, the guy that plays Nathan was on Revenge, and he was this guy that's supposed to be dead forever, and okay. then like showed up. Oh my gosh! Oh yeah, he was in another three. show. I'm remembering. Continue. Yeah, and it's just like hilarious. Um, and I love seeing him here, but he is just full of shit. And I can say that because this is an HBO show. Yeah. yeah. I think but I can say that anyway. Yes, you can. Right. I was like, I think so. I'm well, like, here, here's shit. my question. So, the book, in the book, you learn about Nathan being a dick. And, mm-hmm. and, right? I can say that? Yeah, yeah I can you say, can say that. Shit. We're on YouTube. We're on YouTube. It's like cable. Um, so, you learn about the, the difference. I guess the question is like, what are the significant differences between reading a book and watching a TV series. And I think this is the where I'm trying to go with it is like the difficulty that series have replicating books on screen and 
So you see Nathan as a, try and follow me and interrupt me and ask questions, please, because mm-hmm. my train of thought might not piece it all together. Um, you see Nathan being a dick in the show, mm-hmm. but you have to see him that way because that's the only way you can see him. Right. Like my character, for example. Like, well, okay, that's the only way you're going to see Nathan. But in the book, you can have a whole chapter talking yes. about him, and you're just having ideas about him. Yeah, right? yeah, because they're so, not just going to come out and say like, "Oh, backstory, he's a, right, right. He's an asshole." Well, more so, you don't have an you as an audience member don't yeah. have an uh, like an emotional experience with that character. Right. Mm, if exactly. Madeline was like, "Oh my God, he was such a dick. He's such a dick. Everything about him, I hate him." You're hearing Madeline's perspective. Right. Exactly. That's a you, good point. You audience member need to have an experience with this character and get to know him. So they have to show that side of him. And I would guess, and I, again, I've only read two episodes of this whole series. I'm watching it like everybody else. Which is yeah. awesome. Though. It's kind of amazing and yeah. sort of like, whoa, what's going to yeah. happen? Yeah, I'm yeah. in this one. I don't know what I'm, what's happening. Right. Um, but it's exciting. But in, in books, you can, like my character in the book has a whole chapter, but you never meet him. Mm-hmm. And there's no way you can talk about the character and then not, like talk about the character in the show and have an, and, and the audience have an emotional experience with yeah. the character. Therefore, just... feel loss, anger, Frustration, everything that happens on the show. Yeah, right. I have so many questions that I'm going to ask you off air. Um, by the Why way, are we? We're here uh, right now. No, no, we're not. I can't ask you here. <laughs> I can't ask you here because people will murder me. Um, anyways, yeah. let's talk about Celeste. <laughs> speaking <laughs> of, you know, who are you? The people that watch this show. <laughs> I know. Jeez, Mur- leave us alone. Well. Already, um, okay, let's yeah. move on. I like right. there's an after show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's an after buzz too. Yes. Uh, okay, Celeste. Do. We see the love her and Perry share this episode, but also the controlling, crazy anger that, again, we see him with. Yeah. I do not feel like it's love. I definitely feel like lust. this is lust. Oh, yeah. Because... It's like a sex thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And she said it in the episode. She was like, we get turned on by our anger, and mm-hmm. that's what makes us have sex. And I just feel like... I just really, I don't know, because I feel, I just feel like everyone's bipolar in this. Like, oh everyone's so, like, crazy. Like, even just, like, with Madeline and, like, oh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not cheating on you, but at the same time I am. And then I slap you. And it's like, I just don't, like, everyone's emotions are just everywhere. And with Celeste, it's like, girl, do you want to be there or you don't want to be there? Like, mm-hmm. I understand. And then, what, you know, with her career, it's like, okay, focus on your career. And obviously, I just feel like there's a comfort that she's getting there. And it's not just the kids, because she talked about that as well. Like, okay, being a mom is not enough for me anymore, which is a very powerful statement. And I feel like a lot of women forget about that, that they are an individual and they're no longer, like, you don't have to, of course, you're attached to you being a mom and having kids, but you are still an individual. You are still your own right. person and you need to have your own separate life. Otherwise, you're going to go crazy. Right. Right. Which is what is happening because you're staying in a in an extremely abusive relationship. So Celeste, please, just can you just let him go? God. Like he's just he's just he's so jealous of her. It's so obvious. I'm, I'm just having so, such a hard time sitting next to Saxon Banks right now, who's full of secrets. Yeah, I'm just, just full of them. I can't even so many clever mm, skeletons in the it's closet. A, it's a big deal. I can mean, I ask I, a question. Though? Yeah, <laughs> um, isn't the great part of the series about the, how they show the gray area of relationships? Absolutely, no, absolutely. Like, that's what I love about the show. Yeah, it's very, very raw, very, very raw to the point, and I, I appreciate that. But I guess as a person who's living a real life, I want you to do real life things, and I want you to do something that's better for you and to prosper. Because Celeste knows, okay, I'm educated, I have my own career, I'm obviously feeling fulfilled now that I've gotten kind of back into my craft, 
just do for yourself. The same way if I if I was Celeste's best friend, I would the, like with Madeline. If Madeline knew in depth what was going on, I would expect her to be like, "Girl, you got to go." The same way that they're kind of catering to Jane. The same way True. with her. True, I totally agree. I think that, and this is a really sticky subject, yeah. but abusive relationships and PTSD that people get from abusive relationships, mm-hmm. something I do not know about and I can't speak uh, confidently about, like mm-hmm. especially to a larger audience. But what I love about this relationship in the book and also in the series is that they're finally having the conversation about that. Yeah. And not a lot of people will talk about the gray area of that relationship. And I think I was talking to somebody from another pl- uh, another outlet and... We had a, a conversation about the honesty in the series, and mm-hmm. it was kind of amazing. It was like, I just love how it's so honest. And she, uh, we ended up talking about it, and what's really interesting to me is that I finally feel <laughs> and perhaps understand in an abusive relationship mm-hmm. what draws someone to return to a relationship. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, like that, that's the gray area <laughs> and the confusing, frightening part of... That where it's not that easy to say you should just leave him, just go yes. on your own. No, no, it's not at all. Love is love is love. No, you know, but there's love is love is love is love. Right, is love. right. Yeah. But there's definitely Hashtag something Hamilton. like emotionally. There's something off, and you're not loving yourself completely. Oh. Be- For sure, I will. Well, not and know. then we yeah. see tonight though that she, you know, he tried to have sex with her the night before she was going to. Do right. The- and then she's like, I knew that. And he was like, oh, okay. I'm just going to go to sleep. And then she just went on top of him. I mean, she's part of it, too. No, she is. Yes. Absolutely. Well, you see how they enable each other. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. You were going to say something. Yeah, I mean, I do think this is very interesting. And, and it is telling of, like, abusive relationships. Because here's this woman that's beautiful. You, you know, she's smart, educated, had a career, has all the stuff going for her. And you see her come out of... The, the meeting that they had and Madeline is going crazy and she's like you were so good in there and she's like was I? I mean her confidence at this point is so, so beat down yes. from the abuse and I think that's part of the manipulation that gets you in the cycle of abuse and then it's hard to get out yeah. yeah so she couldn't believe her friend was telling her well she couldn't believe it herself yeah like, no one can tell her that you're good mm-hmm. enough because she can't believe it herself yeah. right. which mm-hmm. is part of the from what I understand the psychosomatic Damaging parts right. of well, just what you said yeah. of of an abusive relationship. Yeah, it's really interesting. Which is why I, mean, it's I really think it's sad. But it's unfor- it, yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate. Super exciting that people are actually having the conversation. We're yes, like totally bringing agree. it into a series and mm-hmm. having a conversation about it. Mm-hmm. That is, in my opinion, what art is about. It's yeah, right. absolutely. On things that stories that people don't want to talk. Not about. just what's pretty and nice to look at, exactly. right? Yeah. But I think this whole series is like that because I've said over and over again, like I hope this is not what my life turns into <laughs> because, like, this is so. Like, every person in this Setting, story yeah. is like, this could be real a life. Real, yeah. yeah, and it is. It, 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 the hell out if it is. Yeah. I do not want to be well, part of this. Right. On that note, let's talk about Jane yes. and uh, Ziggy, <clears throat> oh. your potential son. Right. Oh, right. right. This is getting weird. I, I know. Yeah. I'm That's what this series another. is about. <laughs> I know. I was reading this book, and then when we got him on the show, I was like, oh, my God. It's like sacks on banks. But the thing is, the Ed thing has thrown me, and I know that things are going to start being different from the Ed. And from several things that I am not taking anything anymore from what I took from the books. I'm just letting it roll. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they take a lot of creative license, which I love, but is also what frustrates people when they watch a series that was taken, or a movie that was taken from a well, book. Well, see, I was getting yeah. frustrated. I was like, okay, I don't want to see everything go play by play by play. I want to get a little bit different. And this is the first episode that I felt that things were a bit different. 
Um, and so you liked it and, or didn't like it? I did like it. Okay. Yeah, I did mm-hmm. like cool. it because I could just cool. read the book again, you know? Yeah. I sure. want to see I, something different. Super random question. Was it uncomfortable to shoot those scenes or like yeah. to be Saxton? Like that's, it's such no. a, No. You just, just kind of tapped into being an actor. <laughs> well, it's, it's acting. Yeah. I mean, that's the job that you're given, and with all due respect. No, no, like absolutely. It, it's, it's difficult for sure, but um, I, I, like not, not without putting it down at all, that, that's, the, that's the job. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the artist. And, that, and that's the difficulty, and that's what makes some, not better or worse, but that, that makes uh, some actors more captivating than others, their willingness to be vulnerable. Now, mm-hmm. without this being super, super dark, what emotions Could do you... Could go there. And yeah. I'm okay with it. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm curious. An audience. We're okay. I'm very, very we'll curious. Like, what type of emotions? Because, I mean, you're... I mean, it, it, like, I guess to depict or portray a rapist, what type of emotions do you tap into or do you think of just something very... Like, I guess, like, how does, how does that... It really depends on the script. Yeah. Honestly, it depends on the scene that you're shooting. Mm-hmm. Because to tap into a killer... Right. Or, like, I'm shooting a feature now where I play a villain and a killer. You're uh, good this, at that, huh? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. That's what I do. <laughs> uh, with, with all due respect, I have this intensity to my face, and everybody thinks that I'm, like, really intelligent and, like, a professor, but also a little bit scary. Sociopath. And exactly. Right. But I'm really a nice guy, so the, the charm actually... The intensity of my face and my charm is sort of like deceiving in this way that, mm. like on SVU, you'd be like, "Oh, he wouldn't kill the guy," and then uh, you find out that I killed him. You're like, "Oh no, I saw that. I saw that." I right, know. and you're a church goer, anyway. like you're a church. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> to, that's what he tells us. Right. Go, oh, right, you don't. Know. <laughs> no. To go back to your question, uh, it really depends on the scene. It depends on the scene and the character you're given and how it's written. Um, and you know, I, we go through training. Uh, mm. We go through training in class all the time about. Uh, what to yeah, how to tap into whatever that is because mm. you have to be able to uh, play with and tap into like one, one phrase is as ifs so yeah. if you can't do an as if like uh, if you can't see yourself in that character or in that place how can you tap into this character and be familiar with them mm. um, familiarity through for example, um, uh, Alexander Skarsgård's character, a lot of people can tap into rage. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So this character, this person, takes rage four steps, 12 steps too far. Mm-hmm. You know, and like everybody can tap into the rage, like when he was pushing his fest- fist against the wall. Right. We can all tap into that rage mm-hmm. in our private moments where we're being private and public. Right, and um, it's raw. And it's raw right. and it's serious, but then there's that rage where it just goes a little bit too far, and you're just sort of you have to be able to access the character in a way, whatever, mm-hmm. depending on how it's written. So we'll use Alexander uh, and his tapping into that, tapping into the rage, but then you're also with somebody, so then you have to balance off their energy. Well, what I mean is, that I'm trying to put it in the right words. You have to there's a there's a comfort and a familiarity that the two actors would have to have together, mm, yeah. so that no everybody feels safe in some ways. But then you kind of gotta let go and be vulnerable and scare yourself a little bit in some ways. Well, and I'm mm. sure in this day, honestly, like I'm a feminist, and we have, you know, so many platforms now to talk about all this kind of stuff. And for you to play this kind of character, and I, you know, I don't know you. Like I'm sure though that you are probably on the same agenda. You know, women's rights, that yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, it must be difficult, but also it, it must be in a way. Not like easier to play someone that's so different from yourself. Do you ever feel that way? That it's easier to play someone that's like so different from you? Uh, yes and no. There's there that that place of vulnerability and being and, and scaring yourself. Mm-hmm. 
because I have this element about me that's like intense, but also really intelligent or whatever, um, I end up getting pinned as like uh, I did a civil rights play and mm-hmm. I played all the bad white people in the civil rights time. Mm. Awful stuff that mm-hmm. I had to say. <laughs> but mm-hmm. someone has to play those roles because right. they have to. You have to be able to show the juxtaposition of whatever it is the message that you're trying to get across like in the show mm-hmm. Alexander Skarsgård really nice guy actually but uh, he has to so play wait, that so wait you character. have met him I have, I have met Alex yeah. cool I'm just gonna uh, touch you just <laughs> so, so, right, I, so I, I get his uh, yeah <laughs> vibes are we, are, are we done is that so yeah that's okay cool that's great. It. Um, no really nice guy but is really good at playing those intense characters uh, I forgot your question um, it was just about was playing bad guys and how you can kind of... Access, tap into that? Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, but you're, you seem like... Totally he's a great guy. On that, okay. I've yeah, only awesome. met him. I've only met him for about an hour, you guys, but he's yes, a super nice guy. Yeah. yeah. Very Thank nice, you. too. Thank you very much. That's so, you, do you have, you have, like, a face that you, like, you have... <laughs> no, no, because I, I want to know it. At. It's what you're looking at. <laughs> so it's, oh, really? So it's, it's just... It's this thing, like, I went through a growing process, and any friends of mine that are watching this will know. I went through this growing process where everybody was like, you're super condescending. And I was like, wait, what? I'm condescending. I don't mean that. I don't mean it that way. Mm-hmm. But, like, I would say things where um, I would assume people were in on it with me, where I would say... I would make a comment about something. I'd assume people were in on it with me, but they really thought they weren't. Okay. And somehow it'd come across as condescending, like I'm better than them or something Mm. like that. I really didn't mean it that way. But that's just what I'm... I I don't know. It's It's the face. Yeah, it's like my resting bitch face. Everybody thinks I'm like the meanest person in the world. I'm like, no, guys. I'm actually nice. Everybody has has that thing. Like when you walk in a room, the way people will assume you are. Oh, yeah. That's just what people... Everybody has it. And that's just uh, fortunately or unfortunately what I have. Mm. And so uh, that's just the way that I come across. Oh, you know what? It's good. It's good. Oh no, no, it's great. I'm I'm capitalizing right, on it as much right, as possible right. with all due respect. Um, it's just that's just what I play without without trying. But you know, there are degrees like Michael Kelly's a great example of him. I love he's in House of Cards, if mm-hmm. you don't know him. He is like I, I play very similar characters to him. I love what he does. And if you know Michael Kelly's career, he has a much wider breadth of experience than I do that we can like draw from for examples mm-hmm. or anecdotes or whatever. He has a wide variety of things he can play, but still he has that element to him. Michael Fassbender is a similar one. Yeah. Um, there's a, Alexander Skarsgård is another yeah. one where they play these intense killers. Right? They could easily be cast as killers, but they're really nice people and they know how to play the elements within that. I mean, yeah. it's all heady and very esoteric. But yeah. Well, speaking of that, do we think Ziggy? Is on that level. Speaking of Ziggy and Jing, you know, we see him mm-hmm. going to the child psychiatrist. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's messy. And I, you know, this poor kid is going through so much. And we see the Amabella and, man, Am- kindergarten. Amabella. Amabella, that's Am- what I said. Okay, I yeah. said oh, I specifically said Amma. Okay. Yeah. In the book, they make a big thing of it. I, I know. Oh, I know. Continue. I couldn't ever say Annabella into her character. Yeah, no, I, I'm starting to believe it could have been Ziggy. And that's unfortunate because I was so, no, no, not Ziggy, not Ziggy. Because he's just so adorable. Like, he's his, his face is just so precious. And it's like, 
How do you think it could look like his face? Possibly, no. I'm he might have. As a kid, I'm just <laughs> I'm, see, we should have brought in our baby pictures. But <laughs> instead, who, who's the sociopath? Right, exactly. exactly. <laughs> but that's a fun game. Right, right. This <laughs> took a turn. Right, right. A terrifying <laughs> game. But they say you walk past five sociopaths a day. Oh, Jesus no. Christ. Christ. No, God, no, that's literally God. a fact. Go- in Los Angeles? No, in, in just in life. In, well, yeah, I mean, life. probably more in Los Angeles. Wait, it's a day in life? In life. They Shit. say you walk past five sociopaths a day. insane. But sociopath and psychopath is different. Right. So sociopath, it could be like um, someone who... A functioning sociopath. Yeah. yeah or like, like, like I mean, because I feel like, okay, for uh, instance, surgeons. like... Yeah, Which or like someone. But that's but, that, <laughs> but people do say that. But I he mean, does. no, but that that's what they say. They say like these professions that have these like risk taking fat like th- pieces to them, like cops, firefighters, mm-hmm. surgeons. Like you have to like, be willing to go into somebody's like, body. Are you and... going to cut somebody's body open? Because I'm not yeah. going to. My husband doesn't. I will time. cry and my salt tears will well, like Perry. kill them. Perry's yeah, a sociopath. And he, he's straight up. Yeah, okay. like he's Perry's a Yeah, though. and yeah, they, he's they crazy. Right, exactly. And they say like the strong characteristic is that like they're a master manipulator. Mm-hmm. So yeah. for instance, like Perry is I'm sure he passes by several people a day. And yeah. he is a sociopath. Well, he's a sociopath, yeah, because psychopaths are very open about their well, wanting to kill people, right? Well, well sociopathically they're the same thing. Technically. Really? It, yeah, it's antisocial personality disorder, which is just like technically a psychopath and a sociopath, but not everybody who has antisocial personality disorder mm. is a serial killer or They just want to stay home and watch Netflix. Like, but, let's leave those kids alone, you know? Yeah. They're just shy. <laughs> yeah. it, it's interesting. But yeah. that's scary. They're raising yeah. Netflix's numbers. They're doing good. They are. Netflix is popping right now. I love Netflix. Yeah, but they'll never release their numbers. Oh, God. What? Oh, really? No, they never have. From nope. what I understand. Yeah, they mm. never that's will. Okay. I like Netflix. HBO. Everybody HBO wants to know, but and Netflix will never release the numbers. And now people are taking. Uh, I think other networks are like, "That's a good idea. We're not going to do that." Oh, really? It's like oh Trump not yeah, releasing so his taxes. Yeah. No. Do we no. want to take the, the political level? Yeah, I was like, I was like, no. This can get really polarized. Okay, right. Just kidding, like, guys. Just kidding. On that note, let's get into some predictions for next week. Let's please. I'm. I've and read the script, so I might have to bow out of no, this one. Yeah. Yes, no, yeah. I, I just want to know your predictions. predictions. Yeah. Questions. You can just do it like a soft one. The soft ask, predictions? Yeah, yeah. And I what, are, what are the Sam questions? Predictions okay. for what? All right. Let's start. I think it's going to be amazing. That's my prediction. <laughs> yeah, That's it's going to be great. It's going to be really great. Uh, okay, let's start with you guys. Just general predictions, and then we might like bow out into some, a couple questions for him. Okay. okay. <clears throat> um, I mean, I'll go first. I, I mean, honestly, I really didn't have like any strong prediction this time. I just now think that Ziggy is the person, is the kid that strangled Amabella. That's weird because I, my prediction is actually Ziggy is not the kid. <gasps> I hope not. I don't want him to be. No, I never believed he was, and I, th- I still don't mm. think he is. Okay. I hope not. I hope not. Just, but it's starting to look a little weird. Yeah. Okay, so from my perspective, I think that Ed, they're turning Ed into this creepy, creepy guy that I never thought he was going to be. Right. Um, and I do think they're going to change Abigail's storyline a bit to possibly, oh, God, it makes me want to vomit, uh, be in line with that, with mm. the Ed thing, which Abigail, I... Abigail, Abigail. Uh, her daughter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Madeline. one with the amazing soundtrack. No, yeah. no, Darby? no, Darby? 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 no, 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 that's oh, Chloe. Chloe, yeah. And then, Mad- or, Abigail, and then Abigail is the oldest daughter mm-hmm. that to went to live with oh, Nathan yeah, and Bonnie. Yes. yes, yes. And uh, I don't know, I do think that uh, Ziggy's father is going to be coming uh, into play, Saxon Banks. You think uh, that might happen? Yes. yes. Oh my gosh, this is 
Oh, yeah. the tea is spilled. We'll get some. You guys are really good at this. Uh, okay, so I think Saxon really good at this. Banks yeah. might come, and uh, what do you? I'm not sure. What's he? What he's gonna do? I mean, is it all going to be in flashbacks? I think it, part of it might be, and yeah, then that's a possibility. I, flashbacks. Are a possibility. I think you know <laughs> we be, will get. Uh, oh God, I I need to stop because I just need to stop because everyone's being mad at me. So many things yeah. possible. Give us okay. Tell us a little bit what it was like. All right, got it. We'll give you real soon. What it was like, just in a couple quick sentences, about being on set and working with all these amazing people, and what it was like playing a character in a book. Well, like we said, technically he wasn't a character in a book because we're right, taking so you're creative creating license. A character? So he was kind of creating a character in some ways. Working with everybody, like I said before, was amazing. Mm. Um, I mainly worked with Shailene. Um, oh, that's awesome. Well, Shailene, obviously. Yeah, yeah, well, for right. obvious reasons. Um, she was incredible. Uh, she was, like, very open, didn't know, big name, whatever. Um, I, we sat down in, the, in the, the van that took us to set, and the first thing she sat next to me, and I was like, oh, hey, I'm Steven, I'm playing blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and, she, and we started talking about politics right away. And I was like, wow. I was not, like, politics yeah. is a very polarizing thing. Yeah. I love polarizing conversations. I don't know why, but I do. And so Same. we just started talking about politics, and it was great. And this was back when... Uh, Bernie Sanders was still in the picture and all this other stuff. So, working with everybody, uh, I've said before, it feels like I was shot out of a cannon, where which is great because they we didn't rehearse, we didn't practice anything. It was just you know just do it right mm-hmm. away. So it keeps it pretty fresh. But we got to play a lot, and that Aww. was wonderful. Being able to play and being able to like improv and try new things and change some of the writing a little bit. Oh, um, awesome. with uh, of course. Uh, Yes. Jean Marc was like, "Yes, let's change that line." I was like, "That sounds great." I don't, awesome. want, to, I don't want to try and do that uh, myself. Credit, um, exactly, exactly. Right. Not really, but anyway, um, <laughs> right. uh, it was incredible working with everybody on the set. I really enjoyed. It. I would, I would love to go back and do it all over again, honestly, because mm, it was cool. such a creative experience and rare in television and film with so much pressure and um, talent and. Mm-hmm. I don't know the words. Words aren't coming to me right now, but like so much backing the show, it was still a very freeing, fun, exciting environment. Oh, look at that! Does That's that so your yeah, that really does. Okay. And uh, thank you all so so much for watching. Yes. On that note, where can everyone find y'all on social media? Hey guys, thanks for joining the chat tonight. I'm Jesse Zaner. You can find me all over social media at Athletic. And again, my name is Raquel Harris, and you can find me at all social media at Raquel Harris TV. I'm Stephen Grable. You can find me at Stephen Grable pretty much anywhere on social media. And thank you so much to Stephen Grable for being yes. here. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Awesome, dude. I had such a great Do time. Do not let what happens in the future episode. Uh, don't let that judge the I Stephen the Grable, man. dude. He's, he's pretty awesome. I'm Sam Davidson. You can find me on samdavidsonentertainment.com, Twitter and Instagram at samd43. And we will see you all next week. Thank you for joining. Bye. Bye. guys. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the host only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 